Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. Warning. This podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So listen up. Warning number two. Diana and I are still trying to figure out our audio while she's in England and I'm in the USA. So please bear with us as we figure it out. And we do promise that we'll get it to a point where you won't even remember we're in different places. Hi! (laughs) Well coordinated. (laughs) It's hard doing this, doing this from far away. I know, I know. But I'm thinking of you, Erin, and thinking of all of you out there and uh, enjoying my time in Shakespeare country and learning a lot that is going to be pouring into this podcast. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Yes. (laughs) Especially um, if you haven't heard us say already that as a heads up, that we are doing Richard the Third next. <laughs> yes. Now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by the sun of York. Yeah, and just so you know, she did that off the top of her head. Good girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yay. So we are still in Act Four of Measure for Measure. And we get to go back to Pompey in prison. Yay, Pompey. Because he's making the best of it, actually. (laughs) So is everybody in that prison. Yeah. Speaking of which, we will meet another character. Aaron's favorite. Barnardine. 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 Is there anything to make of this name? Barnardine. Oh, interesting, because Pompey certainly has. Right. Gosh, I should have looked up. Barnardine. Yeah, hold, hold, please. Hold, okay. please. Thank you, please. Barnar, Barnardine. Barnardine. In Measure for Measure is a drink prisoner. Strong, brave bear. Oh, that's Bernardine. Not Barnardine. Yeah, that's close. Strong, brave bear. Well, the fact that he lives in his cell all the time with it. I hear his straw rustling, says Pompey. <laughs> yeah, right. And he is kind of like a bear in the way he will. Yeah, he's, he's always like, drunk, right? Yeah, and he's like, "No, I'm not coming out." And yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait. A minute. Hold on a second. 
Barnardine name meaning. It's on one of those horrible uh, baby name baby apps. sites. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. People with name Barnardine seek religion and wisdom. They, really? hate doing they hate doing physical work. They are introspective, scientific, and analytical. Okay. That's okay. Wait a second. Person with the name Barnardine are cooperative, courteous, are very considerate. No. Okay, Shakespeare didn't look at that baby book. Never mind. No. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Why would they even say that? Okay, I'm done. I like seek religion and wisdom. <laughs> Come in there, Friar. Let's have a chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we just went down a weird rabbit hole looking for Barn and Bean, but there's no real history of that name or whatever, except for this play. So there you go. And he's a great character. His yeah. his whole ethos is like, nope, not gonna die today. Nope, today's not the day. Nope. <laughs> He's just hanging in there until there's a new regime, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to outlive the Duke. I'm just going to, my friends and I are just going to hang in here. Yeah. And that's kind of how Pompey, Pompey realizes that he has a whole lot of friends in prison. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, is great. And he's like, great, I get to be the executioner and I don't have to execute my friends though, because I got a lot of friends here. <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. And then we have one of these great moments that happen in Shakespeare when Shakespeare, I'm picturing him, you know, sitting there writing and he's like, hits a wall. And he's like, what am I going to do? Pirates. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm throwing <laughs> a pirate. <laughs> so, Pirates always move the story along. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Hamlet captured by pirates returned to Elsinore. No problem. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> And uh, Sebastian rescued by a pirate. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so here we have another pirate. And there's this great, and Tom Stoppard in his wonderful play, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, makes great use of that idea because he puts in the line, pirates can happen to anyone. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a pirate here that just happens to come in, well, happens to die at a very convenient moment. And his name is Ragazine. And we never get to meet him, so sorry. But we'll see what happens with that. And uh, what happens with the provost in this scene? Well, the provost has changed, yeah? Yeah. He's definitely, he has read that letter that the Duke was brandishing, that the friar was brandishing to him in the last scene. And it has changed his whole outlook. Because he's a yes man now. He's like, yes, sir, yes, sir. So maybe he does know the friars, the Duke? I don't know. Uh, or maybe he's just been threatened so that he, you know. Yeah. Something, you know, something big I mean, Angelo, changed his mind. An Angelo did say in the letter, in the last scene, didn't Angelo say... Oh, no, not that letter. Not the letter from Angelo that said, bring me his head or else you lose your job. No, I meant the one that the friar was like, here's the sig signet of the Duke. And, the, oh, you know, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where oh, he's oh, like, yeah. this letter will totally convince you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which the Duke was just quickly making up on the spot. Like, here's a letter. Oh, and, and I'm also going to write one to Angelo. And uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
He's totally flying by the seat of his pants right now. With everybody's life in the balance. Yeah. And everybody's soul in the balance, as you keep saying. That makes me so angry. Really not okay. And he does a horrible thing to Isabella here. He, um, there's a whole thing with Claudio, you know, trying to convince the provost not to kill Claudio and put somebody else in, in his place. And so that is, that is accomplished. But then, the, you know, when Isabella comes in, he doesn't tell her that. That's so horrible. And, and he even says he's going to hang on to that information until he can produce it at a later time when it's going to be really valuable to him. So that's really premeditated ugliness. I think also also power abusing power for more power yeah and that and that icky and while we keep saying he's icky he's definitely icky but yeah it's really betraying somebody who has really put their faith in him yeah and then lucio comes back at the end of the scene and unfortunately he gives the friar a big piece of information that will be ammunition against him at the end. He tells him about Kate Keepdown. Maybe you heard um, Mistress Overdone mention her. Yeah. She is the mother of Lucio's child. And he tells this to the friar, which is really maybe a bad idea on his part. Or maybe he just, maybe he's poking the bear. Poking the bear. <laughs> yeah because he's kind of skating on the edge anyway as it is you know like as the as the borders tighten you know as the ropes tighten around the city he's like shit where to run where to go where to go <laughs> you know so maybe yeah. he's just throwing caution to the wind yep yeah all right shall we go all off to the prison let's do it okay pompey enter pompey okay I am as well acquainted here as I was in our house of profession. One would think it were Mistress Overdone's own house, for here be many of her old customers. First, here's young Master Rash. He's in for a commodity of brown paper and old ginger. Nine score and seventeen pounds of which he made five marks ready money. Uh-huh. Okay. So Master Rash, we already know there's going to be a, a whole rash of interesting characters. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, he, he, so this whole commodity of brown paper and old ginger, it was like a money laundering process where, you know, money lenders said, okay, I will give you this much money, but you also have to take these goods off my hands, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so he was caught with that. But there's also, you know, rash, obviously. And paper and ginger was a poultice for a rash. Those kinds of rashes, those penis rashes. Penis so, rashes. Penis rashes. So, yeah. That's a good band name, the penis rashes. Well, is it? Is it though? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I like <All> right. it. <laughs> okay. Mary, then, ginger was not much in request for the old women were all dead. <laughs> What do you make of that? <laughs> uh, I guess old women like to chew on ginger. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess Master Rash was someone who fucked old women. 
Mm, okay. Ginger was not much in request. He, <laughs> he couldn't get rid of the stuff that he had, you know, um, fenced. <laughs> yes. Right. Because all the old ladies were dead. Yeah. And it's sort right. of a reference to, you know, how many people had died in the plague as well in those those years. But yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, then you're just going to follow a whole slew of fun names. So just yeah. enjoy. Then is there here one master caper at the suit of master three pile the mercer for some four suits of peach colored satin, which now peaches him a beggar. (laughs) 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 What is caper? It's like a dance, right? You caper. Yeah. And three pile, that was a reference that was in um, Act 1, Scene 2, when Lucio first came out. Remember, they had that whole discussion of, oh, you are you have piled this and piled that. It means stripped of fringe or bald. So he's he's, he's three times bald. I don't know. Well, or <laughs> he's... His, his chin or and he, his nuts. Or he, or he sells bad fabric. Yeah. Master three pile, the mercer. Yeah. It's stripped. Yes, it's it's bald. It's threaded. It's yeah, not good. Yeah. But this was also a, a side effect of the of syphilis, having stripped of your fur. Yeah, and, <laughs> and peach colored satin. Yeah. Why would Master Caper? Maybe Master Caper is a dandy. I don't know. Peach colored satin seems like a very flamboyant thing for. Yeah, and to yeah, have man. four suits made out of peach colored satin. Yeah. It's like some kind of, you know, uniform. It's his horror uniform. Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, and which, which now peaches him a beggar, makes him. Makes right? him a beggar, yeah, but he's using the okay. fun word. Then have we here young Dizzy and young Master Deep Vow and Master Copperspur and Master Starve Lackey, the rapier and dagger man, and young Drop Air that killed Lusty Pudding, and Master Fourth Light, the tilter, and brave Master Shutai, the great traveler, and wild Halfpan that stabbed Pots, and I think 40 more all great doers in our trade and are now for the Lord's sake. Oh, those are such great names. <laughs> Dizzy and Deep Vow and Copper Spur and Starve Lackey. <laughs> starving his servants mm-hmm. and Drop Air that killed Lusty Pudding. Okay, so there's a crime, but it's like, what are these crimes? Who, who you know? <laughs> Master Shutai, the great traveler, so maybe he runs away. I don't know. Um, half cam that stabbed pots. Okay, that's a crime. But who? what are these people in for, you know? And they're in, so for the Lord's sake at the end, that was a cry that the prisoners, when they would stand at the barred windows that looked out onto the street, they'd, they'd beg because each prisoner had to be responsible actually for feeding himself and getting his own, you know, toilet paper and stuff like that so they didn't have supplies for prisoners so they would stand and beg outside the windows and try to reach people you know please give me your charity but also they are in prison for the lord's sake right because they right. have committed crimes against god and therefore must be punished yeah so, 
interesting double double meaning there. Enter Abhorson. Sirrah, bring Barnardine hither. Master Barnardine, you must rise and be hanged, Master Barnardine. What hope, Barnardine? A pox of your throats. Who makes that noise there? What are you, sir? Your friend, sir. Hangman. You must be so good, sir, to rise and be put to death. <laughs> away, you rogue, away! I am sleepy. Tell me, must awake and not quickly, too. I pray, Master Barnardine, awake till you are executed and sleep afterwards. Go in to him and fetch him out. He's coming, sir. He is coming. I hear his straw rustle. Is the axe upon the block, sirrah? Very ready, sir. <laughs> and here comes Barnardine. <laughs> I love I hear his straw rustle. But he is coming, sir. He's coming. Maybe he's checking <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why his straw is rustling. Right. Yeah. Covering up the schmutz. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Barnardine. How now, Borson? What's the news with you? Truly, sir, I would desire you to clap into your prayers, for look you, the warrants come. Clap into, just speedily begin your prayer. Up, up. Say your prayers. You rogue. I have been drinking all night. I am not fitted for it. Pompey. Oh, the better, sir, for he that drinks all night and is hanged betimes in the morning may sleep the sounder all the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look you, sir, here comes your ghostly father. Do we just now think you? So your ghostly father is your spiritual father. That is the friar entering. And betimes just means early. All right, you have to read... You have to read the Duke because I'm reading Barnardine and the Provost, so I can't be all three. Yes, I'm reading the Duke, and you're reading Isabella. Sir, induced by my charity and hearing how hastily you are to depart, I am come to advise you, comfort you, and pray with you. Friar, not I. I have been drinking hard all night, and I will have more time to prepare me, or they shall beat out my brains with billets. I will not consent to die this day, that's certain. <laughs> Isn't that great? He's like, <laughs> I'm making the rules here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> because again, this is the dude, like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Up, 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 say your prayers, die, because we need your head. You know? And Barnardine's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Billets or clubs? Okay, Duke. Oh, sir, you must. And therefore, I beseech you, look forward on the journey you shall go. So look towards uh, heaven. I swear I will not die today for any man's persuasion. But hear you. Not a word. If you have anything to say to me, come to my ward. For thence will not I today. Unfit to live or die. Oh, gravel heart. After him, fellows. Bring him to the block. <laughs> now, sir, how do you find the prisoner? And that's the provost, right? So the provost has come in as a portion and Pompey run out after Barnardine, like, wait a minute, come back, come back. Um, my ward is my cell, uh, gravel heart, stony heart. Okay, so the provost is like, uh, so how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> and Vincentio, a creature unprepared, unmeet for death, and to transport him in the mind he is, were damnable. Here in the prison, father, there died this morning of a cruel fever 
one Ragazine, the most notorious pirate, a man of Claudio's years, his beard and head just of his color. What if we do omit this reprobate, reprobate till he were well inclined and satisfy the deputy with the visage of Ragazine more like to Claudio? Well, isn't that just convenient? <laughs> <laughs> so remember they were having that argument about, well, Barnardine doesn't look anything like Claudio. And the dude yeah. was like, oh, just shave his hair and uh, tie up his beard and it'll be fine. And so here's this pirate who eh, could pass for Claudio uh, anytime. Same color hair. Yep. Same color hair, same color beard. No problem. Um, transport him, by the way, going back is just send him on to the next world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Omit, pass over. What, what if we pass over this guy, this reprobate? I like the word reprobate because unprincipled person who is predestined to damnation. That's mm. Barnardine. So they're like, he's damned either way. You don't need to get him to say his last prayers. He's damned. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Ragazine. And Vincentio is thrilled with this. Oh, tis an accident that heaven provides. Dispatch it presently. The hour draws on, prefixed by Angelo. See this be done and sent according to command, whilst I persuade this rude wretch, <laughs> this rude wretch, willingly to die. Ooh, that's hard to Ooh, say. That's, so the Duke is really stopping with that persuade this rude wretch willingly to die yeah because angelo yeah. did said you have to kill claudio and barnardine right executions yeah yeah uh provost this shall be done good father presently but barnardine must die this afternoon and how shall we continue claudio to save me from the danger that might come if he were known alive continue means keep him hidden okay uh, Vincentio, let this be done. Put them in secret holes, both Barnardine and Claudio. Ere twice the sun hath made his journal greeting to the under generation, you shall find your safety manifested. I am your free dependent. Yeah, so this is where I think like, huh, what's happening with them? Because your free dependent means you're a willing follower. So I'm- Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, here in the prison, father, there died. He's still calling him father. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but he he feels like he's got an inside info in some way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But listen to this. So uh, the Duke says, okay, let's put both Barnardine and Claudio in secret places and not execute either one. Yeah. Until the son, his journal, journal means daily, to the under generation, the things that grow beneath the sun generate, okay? You, your safety will be manifested. You will be secured. Don't you worry. So we, again, he's asking for two days until the Duke comes back, quote unquote. And mm -hmm. the provost is like, okay, all right. I believe in you, man. Quick dispatch and send the head to Angelo. Now will I write letters to Angelo? The provost, he shall bear them, whose contents shall witness to him I am near at home, and that, by great injunctions, I am bound to enter publicly. Him I'll desire to meet me at the consecrated fount, a league below the city, and from thence, by cold gradation and well-balanced form, we shall proceed with Angelo. 
So he sends the provost out, go, go, get the head. And now he's talking about how he's going to convince Angelo to meet him in public. Um, great injunctions, compelling reasons that he has to meet him in public rather than returning just to his office, for instance. Um, mm. Meet me at this consecrated fount, this spring, this holy place, perhaps, ne- near the city. And then they're going to walk into the city. Cold gradation is like coolly reasoned steps. Well-balanced form is with due formality. So we're going to do everything according to the rules. So the provost runs out, chops off Ragazine's head, and comes running back. Here's the head. I'll carry it myself. I like picture him like waving his head and the Duke going, <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Convenient is it. Make a swift return, for I would commune with you of such things that want no ear but yours. I'll make all speed. <laughs> he like runs through with his head and just continues mm-hmm. out. So funny. And Isabella. Peace, ho, be here. The tongue of Isabel. She's come to know if yet her brother's pardon be come hither. But I will keep her ignorant of her good to make her heavenly comforts of despair when it is least expected. Heavenly comforts of despair. Motherfucker. Yeah. I hate him. I know. He's not a goddamn priest. You're not making her heavenly comforts. No. He's an asshole. And, uh, but he tells the audience this. That's really interesting. He's alone for a moment while Isabella's voice is from outside and now she's coming in. Oh, by your leave. Good morning to you, fair and gracious daughter. The better given me by so holy a man. She believes it is the problem. Hath yet the deputy sent my brother's pardon? He hath released him, Isabel, from the world. His head is often sent to Angelo. Nay, but it is not so. It is no other. Show your wisdom, daughter, in your close patience. I will to him and pluck out his eyes. (laughs) That's not so much patience. (laughs) I love that, though. Isabella is not suited to be a nun. She's just No, not, not at all. No. Yeah. She's so, like, strident and powerful and, you know, impulsive and stuff. You shall not be admitted to his sight. Unhappy Claudio, wretched Isabel, injurious world, most damned Angelo. This not hurts him nor profits you a jot. Forbear it, therefore. Give your cause to heaven. Give it to God, right? That's what they say in the South. Mark what I say, which you shall find by every syllable of faithful verity. Bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) The Duke comes home tomorrow. Nay, dry your eyes. One of our convent and his confessor gives me this instance. Already he hath carried notice to Aeschylus and Angelo, who do prepare to meet him at the gates, there to give up their power. If you can pace your wisdom in that good path that I would wish it, go, and you shall have your bosom on this wretch. Grace of the Duke, revenges to your heart, and general honor. I am directed by you. Yeah, I picture him sort of wrestling her into quiet and submission. Um, So if you can pace your wisdom, if you can have patience, um, you will have your bosom, which means you will have your desire, the, the thing that you want the thing that's in your heart. Um, grace of the Duke, thanks of the Duke, you know, from the Duke and everything. He's like, if you could just hang on for just a little while, 
this is all going to work out. And she's like, okay. This letter then to Friar Peter give. Tis that he sent to me of the Duke's return. Say by this token, I desire his company at Mariana's house tonight. Her cause and yours, I'll perfect him withal, and he shall bring you before the Duke, and to the head of Angelo, accuse him home and home. For my poor self, I am combined by a sacred vow, and shall be absent. Wend you with this letter, command these fretting waters from your eyes with a light heart. Trust not my holy order, if I pervert your course. Who's here? Okay, trust Ugh. not my holy order. Don't believe in me if I am perverting this whole. You are. He's a pervert. You already. Ha- you already have. <laughs> yeah. So here he's got another letter. So this is really interesting too. Maybe for a little essay idea is the importance of letters in in measure for measure, measure for measure, and that theme yeah. of letters. And and how the duke is just whipping out a whole bunch of letters right here at the and end. what the, and and what purpose they serve how they how they move the even though we don't really know what's in them how they move the action along yeah for sure yeah so he gave that one to the provost that changed his mind quite a bit um, and then he says that he has sent on information just above in that speech above um, to one of his convent who already knows about Angel? I feel like he didn't send it yet and that this is the letter. And he's having <laughs> Isabel deliver it, right? Yeah. He's like, take this one to Friar Peter. So as we said earlier, we had Friar Thomas, John Thomas mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. beginning, and now we have Friar Peter at the end. They're all penis names. Penis names. Penis um, names. And then to the head of Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, means face to face, accuse him home and home, accuse him to the utmost. You're going to get your day in the sun. You're going to get to talk to Angelo in front of everybody, in front of the Duke and the whole thing. This is an interesting word. I am combined by a sacred vow. So I'm bound, but you remember the term combinant husband, Mm -hmm. bound husband. So that's a cool uh, return of an interesting word. When do you walk on? Um, these fretting waters. So fretting, you know, we have that word where when people are upset, they're fretting, but yes. it actually means corrosive. So the tears like ruining your face, you know, it making you puffy and looking sad oh, and awful. You'd be so much prettier if you just smiled. Right. <laughs> oh, so here comes Lucio. You want to be Lucio? I'm Lucio? Yeah. yeah are you Lucio? You oh, are. Okay. Uh, good evening, Briar. Where's the provost? Not within, sir. Oh, pretty Isabella. I am pale at mine heart to see thine eyes so red. Thou must be patient. I am fain to dine and sup with water and bran. I dare not, for my head fill my belly. One fruitful meal would set me toot. But they say the duke will be here tomorrow. By my troth, Isabel, I loved thy brother. If the old fantastical Duke of Dark Corners had been at home, he had lived. Truth. Mm-hmm. If the Duke was still here, he would have gotten away with that whole thing until they were married. It would have been fine. Fine, fine, fine. Um, I'm fain to dine and sup with water and bran. Like, I'm obliged to, you know, eat plain, horrible food because I don't know if that... I. I wonder if that's a reference to him in being in mourning for Claudio. 
Yeah. Or is yeah. he running out of money? I dare not for my head fill my belly. So I can't go out and eat lavishly like I did once because for my head, it's like in, in fear of my life, you know, losing my head. Right. Mm -hmm. Or would he dishonor Claudio by feasting now because he misses him, you know, and he knows he just served his dad. Right. So he would be in mourning. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Then he'll fast and be sad. Yeah. I mean, he does. He and we know he needs money, but I but feel it, like he, he the way he's putting it, I dare not. Yeah. Because if he dared not because he has no money, he would say that differently. Hmm. Yeah. And he, as we know, is truly a good friend to Claudio, right? Right. So he's he's in mourning just as much as Isabel. Duke of Dark Corners. <laughs> Dark Corners <laughs> means secret lechery. <laughs> so that little asshole who jacks off in the closets, if he was here, it would have been different. Right. And then the Duke. Sir, the Duke is marvelous little beholding to your reports, but the best is he lives not in them. They, <laughs> they don't represent him. See, Lucio is getting to him. He is poking the bear. He's yeah. getting him. For sure. He's getting them. He's, he's, he's still, right, he, and he's still like, you know, I'm going to make you admit who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucio, friar, thou knowest not the Duke so well as I do. He's a better woodman than thou takest him for. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> woodman. <laughs> he's quite a fucker. <laughs> a stiff one he's got cons cons constant he's got constant stiffies constant hard yeah duke well you'll answer this one day fare ye well uh, nay tarry i'll go along with thee i can tell thee pretty tales of a duke you have told me too many of him already sir if they be true if not true none were enough I was once before him for getting a wench with child. Did you such a thing? Yes, married did I, but I was fain to forswear it. They would else have married me to the rotten meddler. Sir, your company is fairer than honest. Rest you well. By my troth, I'll go with thee to the lane's end. If body talk offend you, we'll have very little of it. Nay, friar. I am a kind of burr. I shall stick. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So that, you know, he gets the Duke's attention for sure on that. I was before him for getting a wench with child. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, right? If he knows the Duke is the friar and the friar is the Duke, he, he already knows that the Duke knows that he was he came before him. Yeah. Um, he just maybe doesn't know the part about it. I was, I forswore it, right? I lied about it. Yeah. But no, it wasn't me. Or they would have married me to the rotten meddler. Meddler is cunt. <laughs> it's a fruit, mm -hmm. but it means cunt. Um, remember way back in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> in the first, first, first. Yeah, that was so long ago. Years and years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, your company is fairer than honest, but you know, so he's admitting fairer is amusing. So he's like, mm-hmm. you're fun, but I gotta go now. All right. And Gio's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay and tell you some other little jokes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna poke you to the end of the lane. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm just having too much fun. And at this point, whatever's gonna happen to me is gonna happen to me. Well, but also, so I feel like if the Duke already knows that Lucio was before him for getting a wench with child, the fact that he lied about it just proves that the Duke didn't really follow the rules, right? Because he just let him off for lying about it. Yeah. Right. He didn't like actually investigate. How easy would that have been? Just go find Kate Keepdown and yeah. she has a child. Like, right. Witness for the prosecution. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, little things being thrown in here at the end. And we haven't seen Angela in a while. Nope. He's having his bathroom break. Right. Yeah. We mentioned that sometimes on other plays. And if we have it, if you haven't heard us say it, that that's often the case that a major character is missing from act four. And in this case, it's Angelo, which is interesting because the Duke has many, many more lines. More lines. Yeah. And you would think it would be him, but I guess not because he's the orchestrator of so much in the second half of the play. He's, he's peeing in a beer bottle behind the curtain. The Duke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is gross and fitting yeah. with his character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we will get back to Angelo when we come back to you next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Erin. And I'm Diana. And this was. Fuck that fucking. Fuck that fucking deke. Fucking fucking shakes. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn woodman. Woodman. <laughs> Would man, <laughs> I would. He would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ta-ta. Ciao. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends.